Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Ponderosa, The Octonauts, and film trailer reviews. I don't want to waste one second, so let's get right into it. My guest today is uh, absolutely one of my favorite people in the media space. Just kidding. You're one of my favorite people in the whole world. Are you in the media space? My guest today is, of course, Paul Ford. Hey, Josh. Um, co-creator of Dippers, uh, the chain restaurant which has taken America and um, several other countries by storm. I never expected that I would have a leadership role in a global restaurant chain that I, was focused on dipping. I mean, the, 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 I feel the same way. I am... I'll, I'll admit that I'm disappointed that we haven't been able to break through in France. It is a problem, um, but the the reality is that they don't. They want to dip what they want to dip. Right. They don't well, want to dip much. That's the thing about the French. You know what people There's may not know is that on this podcast about uh, let's say seven eight years ago, mm-hmm. but or maybe maybe more recently. You and I, second second season, we came up with the idea of a a restaurant called Dippers with a Z. That's right, where you just dip things. It was really you you don't just dip things. Yeah, because there's also the there's also the uh, the flavored ices you can add to your beverages. You know, one of the things that create a variety of different uh, flavor sensations. One of the things I've been working on a lot lately with the lab is a biscotti that won't just fall to pieces when you put it in coffee. And it turns out that no one has solved this problem. Two words for you. Mm. Soggy biscotti. No, I know, but that's the thing. <laughs> Think hey, about it. Dip there, it. Dip the biscotti. But is there anything worse when, when you dip drink the... the biscotti. Biscotti. No. Do mm. you understand what I'm saying? Dip biscotti. No, it's bad. It's biscotti. We make a, a, a range of dips that, that soften the biscotti, but also add flavor bursts. I know, but see, here's, flavor what, here's the issue. You ever drink that cup of coffee, you put the biscotti, and the biscotti falls off, and then you know that there's a big... A like Chunk live of mass yeah. of biscotti. Well, at the I bottom. don't dip. I don't dip my biscotti in coffee. Okay, but so. I do, and many people do, Josh. And we really we're here. And actually, as we're expanding in the Chinese market, That's what true. we're seeing is there's a lot of That's biscotti. Dip. You really have to think globally, you know. Well, Source what, locally, think globally. What I'm realizing is that the answer is actually not to stiffen the biscotti or even make it more porous, but to uh, change the change the density of the coffee. Here's an idea for an ad campaign for this. It's something about biscottis planking. It's like, and I'm thinking like I'm thinking like monster truck voices, and it's like biscottis like to plank, and then it's like something like that. But then it's like no planking. It's just a lot of flashing biscotti. Are you ready? Yeah, no planking. It's so something like that. I Anyhow. feel that we're doing kind of fan service for Dipper's really, people. We really are. Just... Let's let's back up. We have a big announcement today. Oh my before god! Before we get into the conversation with Paul, okay. which we're going to get into. Uh, tomorrow has a new producer. <laughs> that was Paul doing a fake horn noise, which is actually pretty good. Our producer is Ryan. Can I say your last name? Do you mind? Yeah. Ryan Houlihan. Yeah, any promo is good promo. Even any the- promo is good <laughs> promo. And Ryan, okay, Even first this off, garbage. this is a little taste, a little taste, of, a little taste of what Ryan brings to the table. And, uh, and he has, we're actually recording in a new studio right now, and actually in the mid-roll studio, which is quite quite lovely. It's very nice. You're and very far away, though. Where I, mean, I like it. I like this distance. It it's gives a good me. Distance. It makes me feel like I don't have to worry about my breath. That's no, the most important thing. I can see thing. the entirety. Of but me. Ryan has a mic, and he's actually in the room with us. So this is like a whole different experience. But Magnus is, you know, effectively dead to me. Uh, you know, I um, I won't think of him. I won't talk about him. Uh, he is a ghost. 
He's a ghost, and he can't haunt me anymore. He's a good dude. I love Magnus. Good guy. Great guy. It's too bad about him being dead to me. But Ryan is the new Magnus, really, uh, when you think about it. And I'm very excited. So, Ryan, welcome to, um, uh, welcome to a nightmare of your own <laughs> creation. I hope you enjoy it. So we'll see how this episode goes. Who knows? If he blows it out the door, yeah. Magnus is back in. I mean, well, no, Magnus has he's, a... No, he's done. He's got a role in a large media organization now. Dead to me. I'm supposed to get coffee with him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Speaking of media organizations, Paul, it's been a tumultuous time in media. You're a, a media uh, bon vivant. Observer. You're a media observer. You write for the Observer's media no. section. Observe no. Media Observer, as I think no. they call it. No, you write for the New Republic. I do. I'm a contributing um, editor at the New you, Republic. Uh, you, love, you write on media once in a while. Sometimes. I actually have a daily newsletter and a you're podcast a medium. now. Can I do, is this an official thing that people know? that you're? Are you like an advisor to media? I'm an media? advisor to media. I'm yeah. friendly with media. You tell media. them. You say, Ev, don't do it. Take the, make the M look like an N. I don't, you know. <laughs> is that your? I've given. I've like, gi- I like the new logo because it looks like an N. I've given feedback about a lot of things, and uh, it's a large organization, and I, I feel that I'm heard, but yeah. I feel that they're on their mission. Who else is an advisor that I might know? Can you talk about that? Mm. Not that I might know, that people might know. Like, who advises Medium? I'm curious. Anil Dash is an I advisor. I love Anil Dash. There's a couple Big others. Fan. Yeah. Big that's... fan. I've been doing it. I've been doing been advising Medium for many a year now. Yeah. Many a Did year. Did you tell them to- um... Didn't tell them to do anything. You weren't like, uh, why don't you- hire Stephen Levy. You didn't do that? No, no. They make decisions on their own. <laughs> they don't like, come to you they don't come to you expressly for those decisions. Have you I, you know, when I talk to Stephen, it's just like I've read everything the guy has done. And it's just sort of weird. Like it's just he wrote Hackers in nineteen eighty four. And yeah. you're like, oh well, that book was always not there. the not the film Hackers not based on that. No. Book. This yeah. is like the unrelated. F- this is the first book that really like summed up technology. The man has seen it all. He really has. He saw the whole industry you know, he's seen things you people wouldn't believe. Saw a lot of Steve Jobs. Saw a lot of Bill Gates up close. Sure, like real close. Probably could. He's probably been able to smell most of the big, yeah, uh, billionaires. Yeah, in technology over the last. Who do you think years. is the best smelling billionaire? I bet Bill Gates smells good now. Like I bet somebody advised him. His wife. Maybe. He seems to do everything. I imagine really. Bill Gates smells like Dove, like regular yeah. Dove, like a clean. Not he's not wearing cologne. You know, he's just a clean guy. I should just imagine. He's a little, you know, probably. You know who smells great? Who? Elon Musk. I bet he's, uh, I bet, and I bet it's musky, too. I, mm, I don't uh, think so. Mm. <laughs> See, he's at the office. If I were Elon lot. Musk, I definitely would have some, a perfume, a perfumer, perfume. I'm going to be what honest. Is the, what is the I word? Some, Ryan, right? what's the word? Do you know perfume? Do you know? Parfumeur. Parfumeur. It's, spell, it's spelled that way. I don't know. I'm sure he's gone to a parfumeur. That's definitely not right. <laughs> and said, and said, I want you to make Elon's Musk. Huh? I mean, it's a good brand extension. <laughs> Elon's Musk would be a great Christmas. <sighs> something you could buy at CVS. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Who I will I like. It's got. This is the worst, by the way. One of the worst shows so far. <laughs> it's, it's, we it's usually really do bad. really well. This is a it's disaster. Really, really bad. We're going to pick it up a lot. We're going to have to move yeah, forward. Yeah, we got to step so, it up. Okay, Elon Musk. Probably. I mean, we're we're talking pretty much exclusively about men in the technology industry and how they smell. 
There's probably at least. I don't want to be sexist. Well, there's probably. You want to move in that direction by all means. I'm just trying to think are there any women in the technology industry? Marissa Mayer. Well, she's going to smell good. Uh, uh, and and Wojcicki. Yeah, she's w- 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 she's w- going to smell w- good w- too. W- Wojcicki. I don't know how you pronounce her last name actually. I mean, we just got it. It's not Jicky. That's for sure. That's definitely not it. I saw Marissa Meyer once in an event. There are more I, names I could keep going at a Bloomberg event. And I, she's the most put together human being I've ever seen who wasn't a celebrity. Who? Like Marissa Meyer. Like her. Like you just saw her. She's and you're basically like, a celebrity. I mean, man. she is right. I mean, she was just like the most. Just put but we together were talking about just person. purely billionaires, I thought. Oh, you're right. Best smelling Not billionaire. Not just people in the technology industry. No, she's probably only worth a couple hundred million. I assume, actually, maybe, I don't know if, if they are billionaires. Uh, Bill Gates is a billionaire, and I bet he smells good. No, I'm Elon. saying the women that I just mentioned. Mm, it's, well, it's actually in- wanted something interesting about female billionaires. If you, we had a tool at, at Bloomberg of the Billionaires Index. Yeah. And it, it shows all of the world's billionaires- Except for Bloomberg, because they don't write about Bloomberg. Um, well, you know, yeah, I mean, his name's on the napkin. That's sense. enough. It makes sense. There's enough written. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so, if you you can sort it by gender, sure, you can sort it by um, who has inherited money versus. That's, you know who? I bet the Walmart family smells really good. Like, there's know. a lot of the, a lot of billionaires. I don't know. The important thing is that this is a horrible topic. I know. And we've got to move on. From you don't that. think the rich people don't smell? You know, one of the one of the things I've noticed too is that like like those of us in the the middle class or below can't really say that we're releasing a fragrance, but everybody else can say that. Like <laughs> I think, if you're rich, I think you could say you're, you're releasing a fragrance. Fragrance. I just don't know if you could say you're releasing it to retail. Yeah, nobody's excited when you say <laughs> that, right? Like I think, well, like I very, think it's safe to say that where most of us are releasing a fragrance. That's the thing. Like Elon Musk can say, "I'm releasing a Musk." And, uh, you know, or I'm releasing a fragrance and yeah. people are like, well, that's going to be worth some money. Yeah. Yeah. Are you lamenting the fact that you can't put out your own scent? Ah, uh, no one is lamenting that fact. I don't know. I don't know. What would it be called? Ford. 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 Uh, it says it all. It's so good. You're such a great last uh, name. I backed myself into this you're nightmare. Such a, you're such a. How come I don't have such a strong? I think it would last just be name. called <laughs> Topolsky by Topolsky. Topolsky's cool, though, because it's so. <laughs> Ethnic and yeah. weird. No, Topolsky sounds like a place where you go for pastrami. I mean, it doesn't. Sound There's like... actually a restaurant in London called Topolsky. What do they serve there? I don't know actually. Mm. It's spelled with an I though, so it doesn't mm. count. Oh no! It's, I yeah. get people every once in a while sending me a picture of it, and they're like, "Hey, is this you? What are you?" <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I'm an American, goddammit. That's what I am. Good for you. Like fucking God-fearing, God-loving American. Good don't job. you forget it. No, you throw hey, your hey, heritage these don't run. the bus. These colors don't run. Yeah, whatever you are doesn't okay. matter anymore. I'm of Russian, Ukrainian, Russian descent. There's a shocker. A little, little mixture. Yeah. A little uh, smorgasbord mm, of Eastern Europe. Of, uh, of, uh eastern european uh, vagabonds yeah <laughs> i don't know um my family driven out of driven out of uh, all of eastern europe pretty after, much right after our uh, after the incident with the vampires yeah <laughs> after they committed several vampiric murders driven <laughs> driven out of eastern europe into uh to the um welcoming into no, wait, the welcoming you, arms of pittsburgh were you guys killing vampires or were killing, you the vampires no no we were the, killing people Oh, you vampires. Vampires. Vampire. We were the vampires. Oh. I think it's fairly obvious. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you don't understand. You know, there was an incident with a fire in a barn or something. It's just giving you the benefit of the doubt. I actually think there was some weird like fire incident that really? preceded. Uh, Time to go. Yeah. I think it was like they were trying to, you know, they went to our <laughs> nest. The, the villagers went to the Topolsky nest to try to get us and we escaped on a ship. 
Oh, yeah. In, those in, stories. In, in steerage. Like, my wife's grandfather is like, oh, yeah, he was sold to the yeshiva as a, as a servant. And then he walked. Really? Yeah, he, like, walked from Russia to Europe. I didn't know the yeshiva had servants. Yeah, they did. I guess I, everybody did. I point. mean, it was, like, not was a lot. Saying, of, like, not that long ago, people were like, we ought to have some human servants. It, it was, like, 90 rubles to get a kid. And, <laughs> yeah, and, you know. yeah. Hey, you know what would be great is somebody's short to get underneath the, the these uh, – credenzas exactly right exactly. get a little get an eight-year-old they just slide right in there that's how the plot of snowpiercer was created great film great uh graphic novel i don't know if was it a graphic novel it was it was i think a korean graphic novel so catch me up paul tell me what you've been doing uh it's been a long time since we spoke the last time we talked we did an end of the year episode right and we made predictions no, we didn't. Do we do predictions? Uh, I don't think we did any predictions. We we actually just didn't. We didn't do a good job at predictions. Is what happened. <laughs> I think we got sidetracked, if you can imagine. Well, I last time we talked, I I started and had underway. I was I was making a transition from helpful technology writer to blatant capitalist um, agency owner. I have a yeah. company called Postlight. We yeah. do engineering, product management, design. If you come to us and we build you an app, okay? So Basically, like, you're a guy with an idea. <laughs> one okay. of our, so one of our clients went into Chapter 11. It was been, it's been an exciting and tumultuous time. Now, do they pay you out in, in no, that situation? I don't want to talk too much about it, but we had, it was a... <laughs> Due to the pending litigation. Yeah, let me just say, there were, I drank a lot of strong, strong cups of coffee in the last couple of months. Yeah. So I have turned into an enterprise salesperson in a way that I never expected to do back when I was, like, an editor at Harper's Magazine. If I were so if I were a guy and I had an idea for an app. Sure, come on in. Let me could it be any app? Sure. Really? Yeah, come by. Anything. Yeah, we'd love to see you. Let me get you a cup of coffee. I would love to come by, actually. I tell me about your app. What do you need done? Um so what I really want to do is create a guide to all of the options at Dippers and sure. have a way that we can show the food items and the dipping sauces, and then you can combine them to see what they look like when they're dipped. Oh, this is a great idea. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. Right? So it's Tell a, me now, how large is your market? You guys have how many, well, how many stores? Well, our market. Really. Yeah. You forget. Sometimes, you know, you well, forget this is you're, tricky you got your hands in several pots. Let's, but we're, we, now, now we're like five levels into metafiction. <laughs> are you selling to me? Are, am I selling my services to you or are we both? We're, do you want to build Well, this? I, I think you, the post like gets paid. Great. You know what? Okay. Let's build the Dippers let's app together. Worry about, let's not worry about like where you come down in this arrangement, but Postlight's getting paid. Let's, you know and what? You can divvy up that dough however you want. Okay. So we're going to, you and I are going to work together and we're going to figure out how to make the Dippers app. Yeah, so first sure. of all, okay. what is an app for a, what, what were you thinking an app for a chain of dip-based restaurants? Let me ask you a question first. Like. What's an app? Well, start there. That's a really, really okay. good question. It's actually something I want to write about because it's so. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's actually very complicated. People come in, they walk in the door, and they're like, "Hey, I want an app," and they're, they they think I want that experience on my phone. Right. Right. And what I think is, you want some programmers to make you a thing using an, a Macintosh, most likely using like the Xcode environment and getting the widgets nice and making right. it searchable. And like maybe you have a media experience, or maybe you have a commerce experience. You want people to buy stuff and so on. What they, when people say I want an app, what they're not thinking about is like there's also like some server, some database off in the cloud somewhere that your app needs to talk to. Yeah, the like, apps that the app relies on. Yeah, that's exactly right, right. So there's this whole platform and system that you need to build in order to make your app work. Unless it's like a pure experience, like a game or, right, or a toy, right. you know. But there's right. almost always something that's got to hang out in the background. Right. Well, I mean, most most app experiences tie into some other. Um, whether it's like you said a database or it's a some other 
back end piece that is generating the stuff. That's right. That's like the, like the, a, a news app is not. That's not where the news is made. Yeah. Right. Like the news is made through all of these mechanisms and distributed in all these mechanisms, and that app is like a layer that lets you see that stuff. That's right. And does the app talk to the? Does it talk to? So the layer is often called an API, right? So does the app talk to the API every minute? Does it once a day? Does the app go and get all the news and put it on the app so that when you are in the subway, you can still read the paper? Yeah, you know, I these, don't know. You tell me. Does it? Well, we got to figure out what we're building for dippers first of all. So what we have is a real problem with that. We get people to come in the restaurant once or twice. But we're having a little bit of trouble. If we're going to be honest with this audience, I think we Retention. should be. Return visits. Yeah. I mean, I want someone who comes to Dippers once a week and I, says, I'm going to put chicken tenders in chocolate. I think here's the problem. Overwhelming options. I think people feel that it's daunting when they enter a Dippers. And I, have we taken – I, listen, I think we're going to spend too much time talking about Dippers. I want to talk about Dippers. I know the fans want to hear about Dippers. Yeah. But I actually want to talk about real things because you're a really interesting guy. And as much as I enjoy this and as much as I want to burn through the, the time <laughs> – and money that you're spending. And money that I'm spending on the studio. I do. I think we should – because I feel like at the end of the day, Dippers is not a real business. And we no, have to admit that. We have to admit that to people. And they're not able to go to a Dippers I restaurant. I think that people who are listening don't understand. We receive like Dippers-based prospectuses. We get regular tweets We actually, about. We actually regu- – we do regularly our – people are, are like – Hey, someone stole your idea because there's apparently a product called Dippers. Dippers. There's like, like a couple. There's like, like an it, Apple yeah, based yeah. product. Yeah. And and there's like a Pringles you can dip. It yeah. comes with like queso or something. And yeah. then but then we literally recently got a business like pitch, like a prospectus essentially on what the biz how the business functions. Illustrated with like a dipping tree. Yeah. I had a dipping tree, which I think is quite good. Kind of a spin on our dipping, whip the dip, our dipping. Wheel. I gotta say, the dipping tree looked delicious. <laughs> it looks good, but I, but so my, we actually, Paul, I, I, I hadn't written back to this guy, and then Paul writes him back, and he's like, uh, he, he was like, this is really impressive, and it was very complimentary. And I wrote, and then I was like, I should write back too, and I, I kind of ignored the email because it was so much information. Yeah. And then I commented on, I thought he didn't go far enough with some of his dipping combinations. It was pretty remarkable. You were like, <laughs> I was like, great job, guy. And you were like, you know, you got most of the way there. But in t- <laughs> it was exciting. Anyway. Listen, in my, in my defense, I was like, maybe maybe this guy wants to take this thing all the way. Well, that's the thing. It's too- and make a real dippers restaurant. And you and I would make a ton of money off of it. We're like the creators. We're like the the, the Colonel Sanders you know, oh, that's, and he didn't always own like they they took it away from him. It was bad. You ever read that story? No, but I don't care. I'm talking about what I think uh, <laughs> happened in my brain. Okay, okay. Colonel Sanders, he was like, "Hey, we should do some. I got some great chicken recipes." And they're like, "Cool, Colonel, I'm a business person. Let me take this idea and make you a lot of money." This is actually very accurate so far. And then and he was like, "All right, that sounds good." And then they, everybody made a lot of money, and nobody got screwed. No, that is not the story. <laughs> and the Colonel Sanders died rich and happy. No. And probably while eating chicken. Harlan Sanders had a – it was a complicated relationship with his investors, many of whom took terrible advantage of the kernel. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know. All he, had, all he had was the secret recipe. Once he gave that up, it was all over. That's true. The, uh, tenth, the tenth spice was regret. So <laughs> how many – it's 11, isn't it? <laughs> I know. 11th you don't even want to talk about. <laughs> 11, That's disgusting. 11 spice horrible. Your, 11 spice in your dead. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Let's. Are we going to talk about a sponsor? We're going to hear from a sponsor, Great. and we're going to hear from that sponsor uh, through my voice. Okay. 
and then and then we'll be back with more real real com- meaty conversation about important things with Paul Ford. This episode of Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky, that's me, I'm Joshua Topolsky, is brought to you by Braintree. Developers around the world have embraced the Braintree V.0 SDK as the easiest way to add secure mobile payments to their apps and websites. No matter what payment type, Braintree accepts it. Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, like boring old credit cards, even Bitcoin, if you're that kind of person, if you're a Bitcoiner. Uh, I got to say, I think it's risky, but you know, hey, it's your life. If something new pops up, they'll support that as well. It's the same payment solution used by Uber, little companies like Uber, Airbnb, and GitHub. So you know that it scales. Integrating it into your app is as easy as inserting a few lines of code. But don't take my word for it, because as you know, my word is suspect. Try out the sandbox and see for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash tomorrow. All right, we're back with Paul Ford, uh, and and we were talking before. We got off track, as we often do. You mentioned Postlight, and then you said right. there was I, I, some client that filed Chapter 11, but I what is it, actually – that's not the only thing that's happening. I left, it, right? I left it kind of as a cliffhanger, but yeah, I really – so, so that happened, and I had to go and with my, with my business partner, Rich, and we just had to like – really get out there and sell, which was new for me. I've never oh, done that That's what you were saying. Life. You've become an enterprise salesman. I mean, just just really like letting people know we're there, doing events. I re- started a newsletter. I started a podcast. Do you like selling? You know what I like? I don't – I like it when I'm not under duress. When you're under duress, it starts to – you get that uh, that tense vibe. What was smart – what I felt that I – all right, I did something smart, which is that I, I'm good. At, <laughs> You're admit, way to admit. <laughs> yeah, I create. Look, I'm I'm good at making media. I was like, I bet if I make some media, and I'm really clear with people about what the, what this is. If I'm really clear, like, hey, we're a company. I'm a guy at this company. Get in touch if you need these things. Right, that'll be a good idea. It's good to tell people who you are and what you do. It is, and and people want to read. You know, they like to read what I write about technology. You're a very good writer. Thanks. That's kind I don't know of if you. you know this. Actually, we should say because you haven't been on since this happened. You're a, a, a winner of a national magazine award for what is code. I mean, we should actually clarify and, and nominated say, nominated for several Webbies, multiple Webbies, multiple Webbies. Or is it multiple? It's just one Webby. It's, it? it's two. What's what are the two? I, I don't quite understand what happened. One is like the story of what is code, and yeah. one is like the the tech and design. Yeah, and of what it's is sort code. of like up against like the entire New Yorker. I don't quite get it. That makes sense to me. Look, all I know is that. Uh, I win National Magazine Awards. Actually, I don't. The magazine does. Well, you you did the most of the work. I contributed a lot. You wrote the thing. Yeah, there was a. There, it probably wouldn't have gone that way without me. That's okay. I'm, to say. I'm guessing that there would be no award for a piece that was not written. Most likely, I don't know. It depends. Millennials win awards all the time. Wow, that is. I think a diss to millennials. I don't know. It's just an age an age range and a group that I believe doesn't exist. I, I don't believe they exist either. Um, anyhow, so wait a second. 
So getting back, you Sorry, wrote, a, you wrote a thing about your business. No, and no. Then so people were like, "Hey, let me give you money." I, st- I don't I, want to short circuit your story. Yeah, that's we pretty, got a lot to talk that's about. Pretty here. much the hell. Anyway, yeah. So it <laughs> so was. Now you're it's been a wild. I think the thing to say is it's been a wild three months. I had to learn a lot of lessons about like business with a capital B I Z. I've been doing the same thing. Yeah, I've been learning a lot of business lessons. It's it's tough. It's horrible. I can't believe people do this for a living. Well, you just <laughs> you're suppo- business. If you just did business. If you were just doing the selling part, oh, uh, it's hard. Can you imagine? That's your whole job, day in day out. But that's that's kind of what I've been doing, and I think oh, that well, the thing welcome that's to, welcome to my nightmare. Well, and that's the thing that's tricky, right? Is that you are, you feel very vulnerable, but it's your job to keep it together. One feels vulnerable. One feels vulnerable, yes. and I, and it's sort of like when you're a writer or you work in media, and you're like, I had a bad day. Like it's actually like, let me turn my pain into into something. Personal essay on media. Exactly. I write a personal essay on media. I mean, I'm I'm on year twenty of that, and now it's like. Okay, let's look at this in the broader context. Yeah. Where can we be in three months? The broader context is your new personal essay. Exactly. I'm sitting there. I need to make like... The position of your pain in the broader context is your new personal essay. That's exactly. Essay. I'm like, I better turn this emotional discomfort into a to-do list as quickly as possible. So anyway, you got to pick yourself up and pick yourself up and try again. I mean, which is actually... Touch yourself off and try again. You know, that's the nice... This is where there'll be a little bit of... We'll get a little bit of the song in exactly. here, right? And you'll yeah. just lace that in underneath a little bed, as they call it in the industry. So anyway, we're on the other side of it. Yeah, I had. A, you're had building, a, you're building apps and platforms and things for people. We are, and it's I feel go- like this is just one big post light promo. <laughs> Sorry about that. We've turned a plug into forty minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you're doing? Is this what you're doing when you're writing about your business? Is it? No, I just cut and paste this thing about what we are at the bottom of, and I, you know, but at the top, I, what I do is when I tell when I tell people my business, I have a, there's a Lee Iacocca speech that I. And there's a transcription that I have that I just send to, I email to them. It's tricky, right? Because suddenly we're brands. You know, it's nice when we can just joke about dippers. Yeah. <laughs> it's it can be more than a joke if you would spend half as much time on dippers as you do on post light. It's true. You know, it's maybe true. we'd be somewhere. All right. So you want to talk about? Um, well, I don't want to talk about anything. Well, you just... suggest, but you suggested earlier that we should um, we should talk a little bit about. Are the media diets of our children? Well, we were talking about some of the things that your kids watch, and I just feel that like I feel that Octonauts rules everything around me, or as I like. So I don't. How old are your kids? Four. Four. You have have twins, twins, which is like having an eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, But but cut in half. (laughs) Split in half and screaming. Um, Okay, so Zelda found something. So I should say, let me back up. Zelda's three. Zelda's two. She just turned two in February. She was in the hospital. She had pneumonia. Oof. Did you know this? I don't know if you knew it. I did know Maybe this. Maybe Laura told it's brutal. you. brutal. Uh, which was very shocking to us because she's never really been sick. I mean, she's gotten colds and stuff like all right. kids. But uh, You and can't was... leave the hospital either, like when you're in there. No, no, you're... no, no. no. What yeah. you, you know, you're like, oh, my kid's in the hospital. I left because I'm a horrible person, but Laura didn't. Well, no, but a parent's just there at all times. There's like, a parent at all times. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, okay, well, she's safe I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, you got this, I'm out of here. But no, no. But I did go home to sleep. But your life is back. utterly. No, no, you're in the hospital. Yeah. No, they were in the hospital. Laura was in the hospital nonstop. Well, she made some trips back home to like take a shower. And it's come so back. scary. But it was like yeah, four days straight or something, three days straight. Of, but so and by the way, Zelda's f- totally great. Sure, back in action, crazier than ever. What did she have? She had pneumonia. Right. She had right. pneumonia, and she had uh, you know she had some cold that developed into. It. But anyhow, but so while we were there, uh, they do a lot of things to kids that kids don't like. 
Okay. Oh, at the hospital? At, when your kid is in the hospital for pneumonia, things like the kid gets an IV. Horrible, the fucking worst. Watching your kid get an IV is like torture and a nightmare that uh, I can't even begin to. And by the way, that's not the worst. Kids all over the world have way worse things happen to of them. Of course. So just like you really gives you, starts to give you some perspective. I'm like, I'm like doubling over in pain watching her get an IV. And it's like, this is the nothing. Anyhow. You can't sue the two-year-old. No. They're just, they're, they no. just, no. Um, and then they do all, they had to do all these things because, you know, her breathing was a little bit labored and they want to like, they give them steroids and like she had this asthma thing that she was getting. It's like this noisy machine that she has to like, they have to put a mask on her face and she has to breathe in for like five minutes. And, you know, that is like really horrible for a two-year-old who has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So during this process, we were like, how can we distract Zelda so she is like focused on something fun and interesting and not focused on this thing that's crappy. And we started to like desperately look for like YouTube videos. There are YouTube videos for kids. There's crazy YouTube videos for kids. Now what but, is Zelda's regular media consumption? She watches she doesn't watch that much TV. Yeah. She doesn't really don't really let her play with phones or tablets. Like yeah. she once in a while will like give her one to look at pictures or something. But like what happened is that she'd seen some YouTube stuff. She likes this, like, there's a uh, Five Little Ducks video that she really likes, which Got is like it. an animated, a 3D animated no, video about, about ducks. I've seen it. You know, they it's, disappear and then they come back. It's come pretty back. straightforward. Dude. The narrative, I wouldn't say it's a complex narrative. Let's put it that no, way. No, but, the, and it's also, you it's enter. It's not fucking War and Peace. Okay? You enter that bizarre zone of, like, the really shitty videos that the kids love that have 40 million views oh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Five no, no, Little I Ducks mean, is. Yeah. Five, Five Little, little Ducks, Ducks is, is like, like the, 75 million views It's like on the freaking Katy Perry video. <laughs> it really is. So, so here's what... But, but also, it costs $1.75 to produce. But here's the thing. It was like literally produced by a bot, which I yeah. want to talk about in a minute. But it was like a bot is great. Somewhere, there's like a Matrix-style thing where it's just cranking out like ducky videos. Yeah. But anyhow, um, but eventually you start to go down the through the playlists... Right. And you're like looking for videos, or it's like auto playing next video, next video, next video. Because you guys got there's keep this guy. There's kid. this guy named. There's a character named Booba. Booba. Do you know Booba? No. Booba's like this crazy fleshy fur character. Is animated, Ooh. and he's always. I think he's like Swedish or something, or Israeli. I don't know. He's like not. It's not. Those two are pretty much the same. It's something. Same it's country. like something from another country. Okay, that's all. That's, I can tell you. that's Booba. And and Booba is like a guy who's always getting very injured he's like in horrible situations where he slips on something and then something falls on him and then a refrigerator collapses and then like a fan gets caught in a fan everything is about him getting back it's like classic looney tunes right it's all about like booba's being injured but it's a swedish jew no, I don't know Bear. what it. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying it's like not from. I don't think it's U.S. produced. Okay, do a YouTube search for Booba. Yeah, or I think it's, I think it's Booba. Maybe I have the name wrong. At any rate, then it's like some people do some unboxings of Disney toys. Okay, okay, but yeah, then, but those, then there yeah. are videos of, that are, people are making where it's like they have a doll and they're feeding the doll. It's like it just it's just a shot of oh. the doll. And they're feeding it weird shit that isn't food, like colorful balls and like jewelry. And then, and and then, this is a scene. And then the doll poops, and they have like chocolate smeared on the on the butt of the doll, and they're like wiping it. This is a real thing. Okay, but I can also and it has like millions of views. I can imagine children. No, no, Zelda mes- fucking mesmerized because like there's some there's some where they give the doll a bath in like some kind of goopy Feet. like some oh, kind of like it's all like dirty and sticky. green goopy material and like so it's like these weird it's all this it's all like it's almost like uh, what is the ASMR yeah it's like ASMR yeah. for children it's like it's like the things that a kid it's like the thing that your kid wants to do more than anything is like 
make some weird mass of like colorful gelatinous and like substance and like weird toys and jewelry and balls and like just mash them all together. Right. No, no, that's what they love. And that's in the, the video. Same... like they're living vicariously. There is. That's the guy right there. Ugh, He's weirdly flashy, right? Okay. Booba. So in, so in the same way that they like to take like everything out of a box and scatter it across and then sort of mulch like it. Pour water over yeah, it or something. And then yeah. let moss grow on it. Like kids do crazy, disgusting things. Like the other day, Zelda, she got really into, she's into Cheerios. She puts Cheerios in bottles, in baby bottles. Yeah. And there's like constantly mixing them. And then she's like, hey, what if I added water? Have you ever smelled Cheerios, Cheerios that are in water? After like. It's fucking. Yeah. It's like. Take the smell no, of like a, take the smell of Cheerios, which is like a little bit appetizing because it's like a cereal odor, and then magnify it times like a hundred. No, that's like a that's like it's a like mildew or something. Petri dish substrate. It's not, it's for, not good for growing. She new loves life. it. She loves it. Then she's like, "I want to drink this," and I'm like, "You know what? You're not not on my watch. No, you're not going to drink this disgusting cereal water." Oh, they like to drink. God, they like to drink out of the tub too. Oh, Zelda does not do that. She doesn't. Well, but not yet. Give it time. I know. I know. No, I get it. Believe me. At any rate, so so what about your me? So by the way, what she normally watches is like she likes Frozen. Forget she that. likes Tangled. We may be on the other side of Frozen in our house. I, we've actually Frozen has as Zelda has very much cooled on Frozen. It took two years. I have it memorized. And Frozen, so do I. I had Frozen Fever. She has it memorized. That's freaking the, Frozen Fever. She loves Frozen. People fever. don't know. Frozen Nobody knows fever. what we're talking about. Okay, right Frozen now. Fever. There's on Netflix. There's this like Disney animated short. Oh, we bought it. We oh, bought Frozen Fever. Okay. Yeah. So at the very last, it's like it's like John Henry, and there's like a bunch of other videos. Bunch of bullshit kids don't want to watch. They're all they're all like, hey, here's one where we took Mickey Mouse and modernized and updated him, and they, it's very like Disney because yeah. they come out for like 40 minutes between each. Like Mickey Mouse has a mohawk. Or yeah. Something. Well, no, and they also like skateboarding. They explain every like we thought that the animation from the 19 blah 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 because Disney Disney just like sort of like the New Yorker like there's certain institutions that have to talk about themselves. Right. In order to just survive a day. Like if the New Yorker, you know, if Esquire doesn't link to uh, Frank Sinatra has a cold on a given day, Esquire (laughs) ceases to exist. It's actually a curse (laughs) that a wizard put upon them. It just disappears. Yeah. There's certain things. Like a wizard said, you must promote this story that came out in the 60s. I don't know if you've read it, but it's a really great piece. It's a great, (laughs) excellent piece. It's really that was good, Paul. You should you should read it. I've read it about multiple journalism. times. Oof, journalism. Yeah, that is journalism right there. It's not Gay Talese. Gay Talese. Oh, uncomplicated person. <laughs> no, no controversy surrounding Gay Talese. Good. Well, <sighs> go ahead. Let's hear it. Sorry, I interrupted you. Though I don't actually, have, I didn't interrupt you. I don't even have a reaction anymore. I actually just got off of Twitter. I just pulled it off my phone. I can't do it. It's too depressing. Don't be that guy. No, I mean I still check it. You know, like on my. I mean, I just I don't. <laughs> You're like on my second phone. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on your Samsung. I only have one phone, Josh. No, not yeah, like me. I'm no, two phone. Two phone guy. Two no, phones, one, one guy. Phone two phones, guy. one guy. Yeah, I'm a one phone, <laughs> one man kind of thing. Well, listen, I like to see what's going on out there in the rest of the world. Okay, when Here's, I think about when I think about emerging markets, developing countries. You know, I want to see what I want to see what they're what they're uh, doing. I just, you know, when I when I read Twitter, I'm just like, why is every middle class person in a state of total despair all the time? Like that's what it looks like to me. I'll tell you why. We weren't designed for this. No, we weren't supposed to be like this. We were supposed to be in, on in a farmhouse, building a fire, working the land. You know what's good? Sharing to- of sharing stories around uh, around a, a warm uh, mug of. Uh, 
cocoa and it's true and a blazing the blazing fire that I said earlier mm. you were building. No, like and and just like cooking a meal and and. And being there with your friends and getting a good bride price for your daughter. And Those were things. It's really the exhaustion from a day of tilling the soil and oh, working the land. Just cobbling relentlessly. And, and the, just and the, fucking cobbling all and, day. And, and, and going to bed at night. And, and Even though you're not a cobbler, you just go and out just and back co- and so just cobble. Because you just can't enormous, even just an enormous, stand your wife anymore. stream of cobbling. I just make shoe after shoe, just left shoes. And <laughs> just I like, even... she's like She's like, can you take the garbage out? And you're like, I have to cobble. I have to shop. If I'm taking the garbage out, who's going to cobble? These shoes. You haven't really spoken or touched each other in years, and right, and, and right. you just keep making left shoes, and and you don't have a left it's, leg. And the fire, the fire has to be fed. Oh god, you know, because that's right. otherwise your small home, your small, uh, n- not heated for home, will uh, get very uncomfortable she just for comes you and out, for your remaining daughters. She comes out here, she, yeah, who you can't sell. You and can't sell because they're too show. ugly. They're too ugly. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but that's, no, but you know, a, in your heart, well, that's, that's what the, the truth. blacksmith's boy said. Yeah, and then well, and you, I think that most people in town agree. And you look, you just you ha- your wife comes out, the and there's that, that yeah. wall of left shoes, and you just scream, "Get out!" And that's how we were supposed to. be. That's how we were supposed to be. Not reading Twitter, not uh, downloading uh, live uh, broadcasts on Facebook. By the way, I'm, this is in real time. There's a I have a piece going up on the New Yorker, which is like a Facebook. Disc oh, piece. the New Yorker. Yeah, the New Yorker. Com. I'm sorry, oh. no, let me be clear. <laughs> no, it's a really. I'd say, Interesting magazine. That's that's cool that you mentioned that you write for them. Yeah, it's, yeah. From time to time, when no, I can, when I can make, when I can make time, when you can very make busy time. schedule. No, that's good. When I make that's time good. to write, I write for prestigious publications like the New Yorker and uh, JoshuaTopolsky.com. Oh, that's a good one. You ever seen that that's website? I ha- I subscribe Crashes. to it. One RS- of the best Tumblr blogs that I run. Absolutely, I, I run several. I and su- you laugh, Ryan. I see you over there giggling, but I got news for you, my friend. You'd be surprised at how many fucking Tumblr blogs I have. I would not actually. I can totally see that. Yeah. And in fact, I follow many of them in RSS and <laughs> Newsblur. Well, I, I would imagine. Oh, you see, really? <laughs> On your in your newsreader? In my Newsblur. I, you know what I'm into is local a local newsreader. I don't want one that is. Uh, on the web or in the cloud. I'm interested in downloading. I want to download my OPML. Oh, yeah. And then download all the articles. Oh, and then just like and get. Just read and read them at my leisure. Slowly dig a grave with a small trowel. Just and get, get, get into the reader, grave. Get reader open. The experience I like is when you get into like an open grave with your phone and just cover yourself with dirt. And then you have six an or open seven grave? Hours. You mean my entire fucking life, Paul? Yeah. And anyhow, getting back to the way we were supposed to be. We weren't supposed to be looking at Twitter and watching live streams on Periscope. We were supposed to be cobbling we were supposed to be and cobbling slowly and cutting and toiling our, yeah. and tilling and building. And then doing those little cuts in the mirror and listening to Black Celebration cutters, by Depeche cutters. Mode. We yeah. really, we we're supposed to be cutters. Be, oh, cutters, but like... Black uh, Celebration, you know. Uh, but uh, frontiersmen cutters. Yeah, right? exactly. Like out breaking the land. <laughs> those and then people were happy. Breaking yeah. the land and then getting our little kit out that we hide under the bed. I mean, I just love it. It's we have Cutter, been, Cutter's kid. Do they have a name for that? Cutter's kids. Yeah, is there like an official name for Cutter's it? Cutter's kids was actually uh, no a, kit. A, kit. No, no. Cutter's kids was the Tom Selleck thing with the orphans. Oh, that's from was the, it the sequel to um, he was Cutter. He was Runaway. The, yeah, he was the PI, and he, he wait uh, is his name Cutter and Runaway? What is his yeah, character? It is probably. I just did. I can you find out what Tom Selleck's character's name is in Runaway? You have five seconds. <laughs> By the way, can you name? Do you know the villain in Runaway? Uh, is it Runaway is the name of the movie, right? His character's name is Ramsey. Ramsey, Ramsey pretty Ramsey. fucking close. Cutter's Kids. R- Runaway is the one about the robotic bugs, correct? Yeah, That's an amazing cover art. Villain. Villain and Runaway. I don't know. Gene Simmons. Oh. Of Kiss. Uh, I'm thinking hard that, about... No, yeah, but Cutter's Kids, that's man. That's correct. Yeah, and okay. Christy Alley was also in that And film. Christy Alley, yeah. 
Tom Selleck plays a hard-boiled P.I. who Cut. breaks up a crime ring that's centered in an orphanage. What's going to happen with the kids? Cutter's kids. Cutter's kids. Yeah. This fall. No, this coming December. <laughs> and they know. get in that they're, they're always accidentally uncovering crimes. You know, I was just thinking about was if you ever listened to old movie trailers. By the oh, way, I have a sure. another Tumblr I run, filmtrailerreviews.net. Sure. And no, filmtrailerreviews.com, where I was going to review trailers. Sure. I only did four of them. And then I was like, you know what? This is not a good use of my I time. Know, but you didn't register the URL. No, I did. I had a real no, no, filmtrailerreviews. Uh, filmtrailerreviews.com, I believe uh, is what it's it is. $6.95 down a bucket. I, do you know how much fucking money I spend to GoDaddy? In yeah. one on one. I mean, thousands of dollars a year it's, renewing domains. It's literally, I hide it from my wife. There's something wrong with me. I do. I hide I it from my I wife. I hide it from myself. I see these things that the, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm down. Are no, still got, billing me for this? I got down to 20. I'm like, you know what? It's oh never going to happen. I have so many. I, is this still up? It is, but it's taking a long time. Well, to well, well we're going to blame them. What's my last review that I did? The last review is Nowhere Boy and the Social Network. That's how old it is. Can you, Ryan, could you read the social network review to us out loud? Thank you. The newest trailer for the social network begins with a strangely compelling collage of photos and status updates from a social network set against a version of Radiohead's Creep sung by what sounds like a choir of school children. It's effective, it's depressing, and it sets the tone for what will apparently be an excessively dark exploration of the roots of dot, dot, dot. Facebook. This is. I haven't seen the film. I you, keep going. I'm no, very curious. We're twenty percent into this review now. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, the trailer introduces the characters in our story: the kid from Adventureland, Justin Timberlake, Quincy Jones's daughter. Was that just end there? That's a weird. I, I would have read it differently, but all right. I, I give you a second. No, no, it's take. good. Okay, it's good. Zuckerberg wants to impress clubs, but he may have stolen an idea from the jocks. Jones is impressed by all the hits in parentheses. 2,200 hits, 22,000. That's a quote. Yeah. Right. But the jocks are still upset about the theft of their website, and now they've got old white lawyers on their side. Very revenge of the nerds, you noted. Oh, yeah. Timberlake wants a billion dollars. Sex, drugs, and the drinking of some yellow Appletini-looking thing all occur. Zuckerberg is twitchy, Asperger's-y, but a relentless climber who will stop at nothing to succeed from what we can tell. The film is bathed in David Fincher's signature yellow-green tinge, making it all look like a Nine Inch Nails video starring the cast of Degrassi High. Not surprisingly, Trent Reznor is also doing the soundtrack. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million, we hear an old man say, presumably to Zuckerberg, who can't be shaken from his Tourette's-like behavior, even by a tough Jane Lynchian school board member. The trailer is effective in making a film about Facebook seem less silly than it appears on the surface, but the heavy-handedness of the musical tone leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I'll be seeing it on opening day. Trailer? B minus. <laughs> wow. And you wonder why I shut down film trailers. Yeah, well, no, it had a lot going for it. It definitely <clears throat> recapped trailers effectively. It was more like a recap. Yeah. There were some that were a little more editorialized, I think, my earlier reviews. What are the earlier reviews? I'm curious. Not that this is interesting to anybody except for well, me. Well, it took you a while to get to that Degrassi line. That was the payoff. Yeah. So if you'd cut about half there and gotten well, me what there, I needed was an editor. Yeah. Devil by M Night Shyamalan. Oh man, I think that's a good one. Can we hear a little bit of that? Sure. Just give me a little taste. This is this one's a bit shorter. This is the worst podcast I've ever done, but I'm enjoying <laughs> it as long as I'm having a good time. Do you mind this if I just what check I bring. email for a minute? Yeah, okay. yes. <laughs> Things start out strong for M Night Shyamalan's Devil as we're presented with 
appropriately disorienting upside down views of the cityscape while being told that, quote, our lives are filled with chance encounters. We're then introduced to a coterie of characters, uh-huh. the hot girl, a black dude, an old lady, a mysterious dark skinned guy with a Jufro and a bike messenger. <laughs> yes, yeah, like I felt like all the characters were really like weird stereotypes of like characters that you would if you were like, what's a random assortment of characters you might meet in an elevator? <laughs> Anyhow, you don't have to read anymore. All right, let's move on. OK, let me I'll stop checking my email. Thank God. Um, anyhow, film trailer review is not one of my most successful endeavors. I had I had, a, had, I had Postlight build a nap for it, perhaps, well, or a back end. I, I don't think – I mean, my advice there would have been not to move forward. How did we get on this topic? I don't know. We were talking about the media our children consume. Oh, yeah, right. And we were talking about Frozen. And then how do we get on Tumblr? Do your kids does, – does Zelda have a tantrum when she can't watch a thing? Not really. See, no. that, that – I did, mean, she sometimes wants to watch stuff, but then she's easily distra- – you can be like, yeah. hey, what's this thing over here? And then it's over. You're that like, goes away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe, no. Maybe it, she's it, just easily distracted. Maybe she has the bad ADD that her father has. I don't know. I get. Yeah, she we, does. We have her. some octonauts related tantrums. What are octonauts? Oh, you've never seen this show? <laughs> no. What is it? Oh, dude, I've li- never even heard of it. It's literally. It it, it it's about thirty percent of my existence. It's a team of. Uh, oh, these are cute. Yeah, no, it's there's that? Captain on. Barnacles is a polar bear who leads oh, an intrepid these guys are team adorable. of undersea <laughs> adventures. It's essentially the abyss with cute animals. I want to fucking watch this. This it's, looks amazing. It's actually great, and it moves really fast. So it's very like it's got a kind of spy movie is pace. These guys, yeah, it's uh. them. So what they do is they go and they help an undersea creature once a week, and then they do this thing called Creature Report, where they go Creature Report. Creature report, creature report. Like, I mean, this is all drilled into my brain. And then they talk a little bit about it. So it's, and they write a little song. It'll be like, sperm whales have really long Oh, so long it's educational. Tail. Oh, it's highly educational. She is going to go crazy over this. This is a strong cup of coffee. You're going to get in there. And, and there's about five seasons. It's I, mean, she, a, I think she's too young to get all the the narrative complexity of what you're describing. But, but it moves fast. This is wonderful. Oh, it's These really are adorable. Good. Oh, I'm living on Who, Whoever is responsible for the creation it started of these as characters. A, it started as a... a um, web, web series. No, it started as a series of books about about all the octonauts. Oh. So they live in the octopod under the... But it really is. It made me want to go see the abyss. Oh, like, my God. There's a, there is an octopus. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. a squid. It's yeah, a squid. Yeah. Wait, it's an octopus. No, no, it's an octopus. Are you it's, sure? Um, His name is Professor Inkles. Professor Inkling. I'm seeing Inkles in this. Well, I don't know. You know, they changed a few things in the British version, too. Captain Barnacle. Captain Barnacles. Barnacles. Dr. Shellington. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's an otter. He's Scottish. And he is uh, he's a marine biologist. Tweak is a character. Tweak is has a very bad American accent. And Peso. Peso is a character. It's the fix it. He's the penguin who helps. He's a penguin doctor. Lieutenant Quasi. Lieutenant, he's a pirate. He's actually a pirate cat. Who, he's a lieutenant. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the octonauts takes people where they are. There's a character named Saucy. Oh, Saucy is actually called Dashi in America. I don't know. Turn, She's turn, uh, that's my daughter's favorite. Like to the point that we've dressed up for uh, for Halloween. So, um, oh, it's two hair clips, a little blue hat. A brown shirt with a blue collar and what appears to be a pink skirt. Yeah, she's a dog who is also staff photographer for the Octonauts. I'm loving this. She has a few other. Wait, so uh, what are they? They're they're scientists. They're, it's a, it's an undersea. It's the mission of the Octonauts is to help uh, sea life. So they occasionally there's, oh, they're 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 on a they're on a they're on a peacekeeping mission. That's basically so they go out there and they're like, wow, this hermit this hermit crab has problems. There was a whale with sunburn, and so they had oh. to figure out and then they tried to use. 
suntan lotion, and they rapidly ran out. That reminds me of uh, the damage that we're doing to the planet. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's actually, it, it doesn't touch on that very much at all, except there was one episode where the polar bears can't find any icebergs. Uh, it's like the, that's like the very special epi- episode of Growing Pains where they do cocaine. Yeah. Right. What was that like? I never saw that. Are you fucking kidding me? No. The single greatest episode of any 80s sitcom that's ever existed. Oh, my God. They just talk really fast. What do they do? No, it's incredible. I can't believe you've never seen it. I don't, I'm sure I've talked about it Who does the cocaine? Let me explain what happens. Does Mallory do cocaine? Okay, first off, the show's Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron. Oh, not not family ties. Not family ties. Though there is, of course, the great family ties episode with the drunk uncle played by Tom Hanks. Which is another unbelievable, and there is an episode where 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 Michael J. Fox does speed, that, that which is a uh, um, uh, what's the show called? Uh, family Ties. Family Ties. Yeah. So there are several fam- spe- very special episodes of Family Ties that are. I think that there is a kind of a. He gets hepped up on Benny's. Votes for Reagan. This is twice. a famous. You don't remember that episode? He's like studying. He has this huge exam, and to like stay up for the exam, he takes some speed that a friend gives him, and then he's he's blasted. He's like totally out of it all night, oh, he and then goes he passes out, full and he gorilla. misses, and he misses the exam, uh, and he learns the hard lesson about drugs, which is like there's a right you... time and a right place. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't take drugs. Like, just... don't take drugs because you if it's the wrong time. Take drugs because it's an awesome experience. Now, the Growing Pains episode is unbelievable. Did you ever watch Growing Pains? Once or twice. But I always, you know. Kirk Cameron is I'm the main much, character. I'm He's a much bigger teenage... fan of his later career when he became a batshit Christian. That yeah, was... and he starred in in several film ad- adaptations of the Left Behind books. I have seen those. Yeah. Like, that's... I haven't seen them, but I do own like nine of the Left Behind books. They're really bad. They're terrible. They're really... The main character's name like Buck Johnson or something. I can't. Like, I... It's like, they're so, they're so poor. Like, the characters are so poorly named it's hard to get past well, that. Well, what I love about the Left Behind books is as you're reading them, you're like, wow, this really does map to what's in the Bible and it's <laughs> banana cakes. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Well, they're like, they're like, they're like, listen, our, our, you know, what they needed to study most and follow most was like the facts of the Bible. And it's a disaster. Everything else is inconsequent, relatively inconsequent. Like it would have taken an actual narrative genius in order to make that work and you had these like two mouth breathing, you know, Ponderosa eating lunatic. Wait, what's wrong with Ponderosa? That's so good, man. It's a tremendous. You know, when can I you get for a Ponderosa? Oh, you, and then when they come, you like you just had that salad bar. Ponderosa is like when you think about it, it's like the proto dippers. I have a question for you yeah. though. So you hit the salad bar, and yeah. then there's like I mean, I haven't been to a Ponderosa since I was like eleven. They don't have one. In, they don't. I don't have think here. they exist anymore. I'm sure they. I think Ponderosa is definitely out of business. Let's assume that Ponderosa is still in business. Their assets were purchased by Olive Garden LLC. Let's. It's actually called like that. Whoever owns Olive Garden, it's called like food. It's called like food conglomerate LLC. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> First of all, it's just like that crappy that iceberg lettuce, right? And then I don't you, know. are you talking about Ponderosa? Yeah, and then you hit that. You get those tomatoes, but then there's always like butterscotch pudding, and you have an entree on the way. So what do you do? Do it all. That's what it's you really do. true. But then you're in this situation. You're like 11, and you got butterscotch pudding, and your steak is coming. You just crush it. You and crush you're gonna, it all. You're gonna get that steak that's like 80 percent just gristle, and then that little bit of meat yeah. on the bone. Yeah, my recollection is that. Uh, a lot of fat on the steaks. <sighs> At any rate, it's a great time in America when we had Ponderosas, and now oh, we're in it. We're in the. Um, unfortunately, where the hell can a unless man? Trump unless Trump wins, we're going to be continue to be in a in a, a Ponderosa-less American nightmare. I miss places. Is it we've, we've got about thirty Ponderosas left in the continental U.S. One of which is in Florida, and the rest are in Indiana and Illinois. So if you want to, you're saying you're saying there's not one. Anywhere near New York? No. 
It's been completely wiped out. Yeah. Of the really? It's it's too really? I mean, wow! What a look at that cluster. And one in Florida. It's just like, you know, stick one down there. Something will happen. I mean, people have memories, right? Yeah. You want a baked potato, where the hell do you go? Denny's? Let's talk about bots for a second. Oh, bots. Have you have uh, you heard about the new, have you heard about the wave of bot excitement? Well, okay. Are so you riding the wave of bot excitement? Not riding it, but I'm observing it because I think it's fascinating. Is Postlight working on bots? We're not building a bot. What I think is fascinating is watching like the entire technology culture lit- turn on a dime in about six weeks. But that's the that's a classic move. I mean, it's really we're it it's just a viral culture, right? Like just a something enters the bloodstream, and everyone is just like, bah. yeah, like video, bah. Like video, yeah. And then and then we do it until everybody is so sick of it and so bored of it that you've got to find the next thing. Well, and then it never really goes away. though, like Bitcoin, Bitcoin did this. Yeah, but Bitcoin it got it it slotted into its appropriate spot. Which is a, uh, a corner of shame, like the end of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like uh, that's where Bitcoin is right now. Bitcoin is in the corner. It's, it's like this, you know. It's a niche specialist like investment opportunity. Oh, so bad. Do you own any Bitcoin? No. no. The only Bitcoin I ever owned was um uh, I had a um a source actually a really good source for a long time. Uh, who I had, you know, I sort of knew because we talked about a lot of stories together. Like yeah. he had a lot of information that led to being stories. He gave me some Bitcoin at some point just so I could see what it, how it worked. Yeah. And then I gave it. And then later he was like, hey, I'd like that Bitcoin back because it had like um, quintupled in value or something. It's just thing, there's, a, there's, there's a journalist, uh, Danny O'Brien, who wrote, has been writing about tech forever. And he did a early story on bitcoin and i think he bought like 20 bitcoins or something i, got, I like i want to go back and find it yeah and I, I just wonder what happened like maybe he's retired now no because there was a point where like bitcoin got so valuable that you actually could have yeah been become rich very easily i also like i had the miner turned on early early days but i was just like what is this i don't understand and turned it off you don't have any bitcoin no no, I probably could have had like a hundred bitcoin. Was like, Which would be worth what? What's a hundred bitcoin worth? Right eight hundred, like eighty thousand dollars. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, well, it was. It was at eight hundred. It's probably now like at one forty. Can you imagine if you just randomly mined twenty bitcoin back in the day? In or the like day, when somebody it was, was like, like, "Hey, you can buy these. They're two dollars." And you're like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, but this is what people say about Apple, I guess. A hundred Bitcoin is worth forty two thousand four hundred and sixty US dollars at the moment. I mean I had I actually all I'd had to do was I actually think I had like I think I had like twenty uh, not twenty. I had twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin at a time when I can't remember what it was. It was like several Bitcoin, full Bitcoins though. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, which no, no, are no. now very, very valuable. Anyhow, uh, but what's the, can you even get the money? I don't know. Who gives you the money? I don't know. Here's what I want to know. Who's the bank where they're like, oh, that Bitcoin is worth $100,000? Here's $100,000. Does that happen? You don't mm-hmm. think so? I think you have to sell it or or you can do like how you could redeem Xbox stuff for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like, yeah, I got $100,000 worth of Xbox headsets. They get really – yeah, I mean people got really into it. But it basically – I mean you know, it functions like airline miles. Right. Bitcoin is the airline miles of currency. Yeah, basically, so, you it's know, the same thing. And everyone yeah. just went like full sharper. That's image the problem. Catalog. I think the I think the important thing is that is that when you have a currency, you have to be able to turn that currency into stuff that you can take to a bodega and get a sandwich with. That's that if is. You can't a very fucking good do that. If I can't buy and, and a like tuna sandwich at a bodega the, and pet the bodega cat, it sounds good actually. Oh man, let's go get a tuna we sandwich get some and pet sandwiches a cat. after this. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you think there's anywhere we can find a bodega? 
in New York City in the 30s has anybody at 8th ever, Avenue. Has anybody ever done like a real study of the sheer amount of small delis in New York? I mean, it is staggering. It's just kind of one of the greatest things. It's one, I mean, you literally, like the way they've been design, designed is so incredible. They're like, so we know people live in apartments in New York. And also we think people are probably aggressively lazy. Yeah. So we're going to put a place you can get a sandwich 24 hours a day, literally on every corner. Every single one. Sometimes two on a corner, on every block, in every borough of New York. Well, and they function as community centers. They function as, like, they do everything. Cat, uh, they're like cat uh, cafes. It, they are. And it's, what's <laughs> weird is you go in, um, you go, like, 7 Eleven's been trying to colonize New York City. Yeah. And you go into a 7 Eleven, you're like, this is all wrong. Sorry, you don't have a cat here. They've just structured it incorrectly. You're like, I'll buy your donut, but what I prefer is that the donut was covered in disgusting cat hair. <laughs> That's right. Like, <laughs> I don't like the way that this is prepackaged. Now, I want it to be something that I'm getting at 2 p.m. that has been touched by at least 75 other people. There is something weird. It's like uh, what 7-Eleven should have done is created like a version of bodegas I mean, that looked and acted like a bodega, but all the profits went to 7-Eleven. Yeah, they could have nailed that, right? <laughs> I feel like people would have just been like, all right, I guess so. Like there's those crypto Starbucks. I don't even know what they are, but like Starbucks has done a brand extension where it's just, you know, like yeah. Joe's Anonymous it's Coffee. Co- yeah, it's called like um, Green... Yeah, and you, nobody's like green, uh, you know Green Star or something. I hate Starbucks. I'm going to go over to Green Star, like Mermaid Coffee or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, that's what they should it's do. Actually, mermaid Coffee is. Like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, Mermaid Coffee. Mermaid, that's a place. It's, yeah, I think they have it's, a, how much is a cup of coffee? Oh, it's fourteen dollars for a small coffee. I think there. it's called Pete's. I think that's the name of the. Yeah, didn't they buy Pete's? Or something? I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? Anyway, you know, I we're can't... getting. I hate to say this, but we're actually getting close. We have to wrap up. Oh my lord! I mean, if we're really, I mean, we're in a new place, and I don't want to. Yeah, 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 I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't not, know who's coming in after. It could let's be not push the limits. I mean, here. it could be don't any of the, the stars of the mid-roll universe. I'm looking. They've they've signed so many. They've signed their names to Andy Borowitz has been here. Uh, uh Bell. Um, look at this. Andy. I can't read any of these. Andy Greenwald. Chris. Oh, Abby Jacobson Guitar, is right here. Look at that. Trayvon Free. Mishy Harmon. This Sarah is there's a, there are tables. We should say there are tables that we're sitting at in the mid roll studio where people sign them with a marker. Nobody. Interestingly, nobody offered a marker to us. It's, oh, here I, go. I can't help it. Oh. <laughs> we're being we're being given the marker sign. Oh wow. So. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, good. Um, are you going right. to sign your name here? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I like to. I like this. To, is, this Abby Jacobson one is really good. That is good. Actually. She's an artist, true artist. I like to go through life without leaving a trace, right? I just sort of feel like I was here. I recorded digitally, and then I move on, and no one needs to know I was here. Do you know it? At, um, at at both late night and the Tonight Show, they um, Questlove has all of the guests sign his sticks from the night. Uh huh. I've signed like. I'd like to know what he's doing with the sticks. Like, yeah. I don't know where they are, but I've signed so many. They also have a guest book that they want you to sign. And so I've I started writing because I've been on a bunch of times. This is not a humble brag. I'm just saying. No, like, no, I know. I've gone on a bunch of times. National Network And so I've, you know, at first you're like, hey, thanks so much. I had a great time. And then like, you put like a face and you put like a little smiley face. And I started, now I've started, the last one I did, I think I wrote like a very long story about something that had happened to me. Yeah. And it just ends, like, I didn't have enough room on the page, and so it just ends mid-sentence. And then the one after that, I think, the last two, I think I drew a very detailed drawing of the Samsung remote that's in the that's in the room. <laughs> you know, there's, like, a remote for the keys. You have a TV in your, in your, uh, sure. in your dressing room. So I did, like, a very detailed... I once went anyhow. to... Uh, so maybe I'll do a drawing here of something. 
I was I was on NPR once, which is like this, but much less professional. And uh, <laughs> wow. I, I went there to sign Sick in. NPR bird. I went to sign in, and um, the receptionist didn't look up. They ask you to fill out the book, so I write my name in, and I go, and, she, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm I'm here for whatever show it happened to be." And uh, and they went. She went. Uh, what's your name? And I said, Paul Ford. And she went, the Tom Ford? And looked up at me, and then her <laughs> face fell so hard. It was just this, like, bam! Wow. Also, what a reaction. Oh, yeah. I was such a garbage monster at that yeah. moment. <laughs> you had to move the needle at NPR, the NPR reception desk. Say you're Tom, Tom Ford. Ford. You would think it'd be like, uh, uh, I'm Joe Biden. They'd be like, oh, my God, Mr. You, Biden. You know how many exhausting NPR guests come through there. And then yeah, Tom it's like Ford. Malcolm. It's like, um, uh, it's Malcolm Gladwell. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, my God, Malcolm Gladwell's here. No. no they're excited no. about Tom Ford. Because that's an actually cool person. Yeah. Like an actually <laughs> cool person came in and, yeah. you know, that yeah. would be be amazing right well all right okay we have to wrap up unfortunately cool i'm sorry paul thank you for coming hey, it was been, great it's to been see too you. long uh well we're getting warmed up we'll do another one soon this is like really this is hour one or whatever hey you can come on my podcast we'll rehearse i would love to come on your it's podcast great. this is the first time i've been invited oh yeah you'd be a great and now guest. it's public i'll be me and rich just peppering with you, you with questions about your new enterprise well, let me tell you about my new enterprise do you love excitement? I do. Are you addicted to adrenaline? I'm really into big ideas, too. Do you love ideas that are so big that there isn't a room where they can be housed? I can't find the ideas that I need on the internet today. Do you love transformative experiences that change the way you think about the world? You know what I like, too, is multi-platform uh, just, just experiences that that really hold and and can transmit a sponsor's message. What if I told you that multi-platform doesn't even begin to describe the kind of business I'm working Would you on. call this Terra platform? Let's just say that the word platform won't be a factor. <sighs> Orbital space. At least not in, the way, not in the way your human brain can understand it. Well, this is great. Okay, anyhow, and that's our show. Paul, thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, and, and you will be back. Someday. And, and let's, um, oh, I had one suggestion I was going to tell you when we were talking about apps. Yeah. I'm thinking a new piece for you. Uh, what is that? What is app? Mm. What is apps? <laughs> what is apps? I guess is better. I was gonna say what is app, but uh, okay, something to think about. All right, I love you. Twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine thousand. What is it? Twenty nine thousand. It's a lot of words. Thirty nine thousand. Yeah, something like that. Thirty nine thousand words on apps. Some ambiguous. You could probably words. do it. You could probably do a, a bit of it on appetizers. Just to, you could throw it in there. Yeah, and then you just a little. Here's what apps. Graphic. Here's what apps. Here's what apps ain't. Yeah, it's right. not. It's a skewer with a. Some with the yeah. samosa. All right, I think we're gonna leave it there. Thank you again. God bless. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I understand that Captain Barnacles has taken your family deep, deep undersea, and he's doing an investigation on them right now. <laughs>